I'd like to call the meeting to order. It's 5 o'clock. We begin with a Pledge of Allegiance, and I would invite County Board Member Aaron Messner, if you could please lead us in the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Is Aaron Messner on the line? No. Bobby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bobby Ross, I'm sorry. Bobby, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay. I would entertain a motion to uh, let Bobby Ross, who is not feeling well, participate in the meeting. So, so moved. We have a second. motion and a second. Any discussion? Um, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. So we do, we do have the roll. Um, we do have a quorum. We did have a second. I second. Yes. Do we need to do a roll call? can. I'll let you keep Okay. Um, I would like everyone to stand again, if you would, please. Please join me in a moment of silence for former Madison County employee Cynthia Cindy Stoner, who died on January 3rd at the age of 63. Cindy started her career working for Madison County Building and Zoning when she was 17 years old. She retired in 2019 after 43 years. She is survived by her daughter, Mallory Stoner of Bethalto, her son, Samuel Stoner of Brighton, and three sisters, Debbie Mendoza of Granite City, Susan Rollins of Collinsville, and Judy Haynes of Edwardsville. We offer our family our condolences. Let's have a moment of silence. Thank you. Now, before we go any further in our county board meeting, uh, I'm going to what we're going to do is have our board of health meeting, which we typically do inside the county board meeting. So, I'm going to ask for a motion to adjourn to go into our board of health meeting to, to recess. Okay, recess to go into our uh, board of health meeting. Motion to recess for the Board of Health meeting. We have a second. 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 Stacy Pace. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. And so uh, now if we could just begin in the uh, Board of Health. And we do have a roll call. I'm sure we have a quorum here also since in Madison County we are one of two counties in Illinois where the county board is the Board of Health. The other county is Kane County up north. So we do have public comment, and typically what we do is we limit our public comments to 15 minutes, five speakers, but tonight we have uh, a resolution, and so we have had a number of people sign up, and so we're going to be allowing three uh, first who signed up to oppose the resolution, and then three speakers in favor of the resolution. So the first person, and what I'm going to ask you to do is carefully because these stairs are steep, when you're coming forward as a speaker, be careful. We do have railings. Take your time. Come forward and then really speak into the microphone at this uh, desk right up here. And then I will, uh, at two and a half minutes, I'm going to give the sound the gavel, and you'll know you have 30 seconds left. That's the way we do it. So if we could begin with public speaker Peggy Flack.
Peggy, are you here? Take your time. Thank you for the opportunity to represent citizens who are not in attendance today due to either concerns for workplace retribution or immunity issues in their home as they choose to avoid exposure here. These are their concerns and my concerns. We're embarrassed to live in this county. Public health and safety is not mentioned once in the upcoming proposed resolution. We're embarrassed that anyone would refer to COVID as a cold with over 684 dead citizens and mid-20% positivity rates. But we commend the health department staff that has grown to meet community needs with an emphasis on public health and safety that reflects the intermittent severity and variance of COVID. We're embarrassed that a county representative would post articles inferring that COVID vaccines cause AIDS but we do appreciate the cogent medical experts advocating here with many years of solid experience. We're embarrassed that there's a shocking amount of negative, radical, overreaching religious platitudes in this room. Religion based on fear, using terms of warfare, preaching conquest, ignoring science. But many more in this community resonate with a deity who represents grace, cooperation, and peace. We're embarrassed that at every single meeting, there seems to be at least one partisan bashing rant. It's the height of hypocrisy to bash Democrats about last-minute maps and districts when a Republican-controlled board passed a gerrymandered redistricting effort with no hearings, no meetings, no public input, no input from the Dems on the day before Christmas. On that note, I'm embarrassed that I have to fight the inclination to get up here and get sucked into all this. This, but, 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 your side's doing this, so we're going to do this. The schoolyard bullying has compromised democracy in our nation and our county. It's likely that this resolution will pass as just one brick in a planned, bigger conservative wall to homogenize this community into one mindset while literally ignoring public health and safety and hard scientific data. It's embarrassing but we're still encouraged by the fact that this resolution, like the last one, has components that are impotent to actual enforcement. Really virtuous people do their jobs here. They understand how actions impact others. Every time you step up to the county clerk office, you witness a cohesive and ethical team. More of that, please. Not embarrassment, but values put into action for public good. Please consider voting this resolution down or at least rethinking it. And I would like to address why the rules were changed for only six speakers when last week there were no limits. I, I'll address that. Is that what we did is we allowed many speakers at our health advisory board because we had not met in person for two years. And so in the health, we wanted to allow as many speakers as possible. And in fact, if there had been more people who had come to speak, they would have been allowed to speak. But for this meeting... We do have an ordinance that limits our speakers to five speakers, but I'm, I'm letting three speak on one side this evening and three on the other. I don't think people understood that. Yeah. It's it would have been nice to have known that last week. It's commonplace in committees. Yeah. But Thank it you. it wasn't last week. 
Okay, next committee. speaker. Next speaker, Allison Lamott. Allison Lamott, please take your time. The speakers should also feel free to leave their, if they're written speeches, they should feel free to leave those with the county clerk to be entered into the record. Can you hear me in the back? Thank you, Darla. I was told I needed to use my teacher voice. So according to epidemiologist William Hanage of Harvard University, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is the most rapidly spreading virus among the ones that they have been able to investigate at this level of detail. So they have compared it to the rates of transmission of like the Black Death and um, what was the other one? Now I'm forgetting. But at any rate, it used to take a while for pandemics to get around the globe. This one is the fastest that has ever been observed. Due to the rapid transmission of Omicron, the vast majority of U.S. states and territories are experiencing rates of high transmission, including Madison County. In fact, our case rate reached an all-time high on Thursday. Vaccination, testing, and masking indoor settings in indoor settings protect public health, saves lives, and improves productivity. You can't work if you're sick. You can't go to work if your kids are sick. The Illinois Department of Public Health recognizes that a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine strategy is a critical component to reduce COVID-19-related illnesses, hospitalizations, and deaths. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the unvaccinated are 17 times more likely to be hospitalized than those who have been vaccinated and boosted. My health care provider confirmed today during an appointment that while she has had some patients experiencing breakthrough infections due to the more transmissible Delta and Omicron variants, their symptoms have been less severe. Amy Yeager, Public Information Officer of Madison County, I don't know if she's here, urged residents in a recent Intelligencer article to do what we can to slow down the rate of infection, including vaccinations, booster shots, testing, and when necessary, quarantining and isolation. She also recommends that people wear masks in public regardless of their vaccination status, explaining that because the virus is more airborne now, masking is more important than ever before. Discouraging vaccination, testing, and masking mandates, as this resolution does, fosters unsafe working and learning environments and negatively impacts public safety and productivity. Workers deserve to work in a safe environment. Students deserve to learn in a safe environment. At SIUE, a recent mandated return to in-person instruction sparked outrage among professors, instructors, staff, and students who are concerned for their safety. In an inspiring example of students speaking for themselves, hundreds of SIUE students signed petitions by last Friday afternoon, one day after they learned of the mandate. Keep in mind that on campus, masks have been required throughout the pandemic, Once vaccines became available, all personnel and students were required to be vaccinated or be tested weekly. Prior to spring semester, all faculty, staff, and students—no, I have have timed this. 
had to get sorry, tested ma'am. regardless we were also of timing this. status. I did. Okay, I'm going to say two things then. Customers and clients. So workers and students deserve to work and learn in safe environments. Customers and clients deserve to do business in a safe environment. Okay. And finally, constituents deserve to attend. That's rude. I am sorry. I have one more statement. Constituents deserve to attend public meetings in a safe environment, and that is not being okay. provided. Very good. Thank you. Okay, next we have Robin Berkeley. Robin. Oh, Robin Berkeley, are you on the phone? Robin Berkeley. Okay, if Robin Berkeley is not not here, uh, anyone who would like to, I would I would say that is Cindy Newhouse here? Yes, sir. Is um, Byron Hudson here? Sure is. Okay, Mr. Hudson, if you could come down. <laughs> fair is fair. I think we should, if we're going to have three folk three folks speak in opposition, then we'll have three folks speak in favor. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Mr. Hudson. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Volume okay? Everybody can hear me? In the, past, <clears throat> in the past six months, I have spoken at three school board meetings and two county meetings. I mainly discussed aspects of COVID mitigation. Tonight, I'd like to focus on 501c3 groups formed last year, seemingly all at the same time, all with a healthy amount of mysterious funding. Obstensively, they were created to oppose mask wearing in schools. These groups have since moved on and now promote ideas that are anti-vax, anti-sex ed, anti-LGBTQ, as well as a litany of deep state conspiracy theories. Their false statements about COVID range from claiming that cases are overreported and adverse reactions to vaccines are underreported to theories about 5G wireless access being uh, linked to the virus. They have taken common sense concepts such as parents should be able to raise their children as they see fit and that medical decisions should be private and have warped them in ways that have set back decades of public health advances. They are heavily influenced by the anti-Semitic QAnon movement, and they plan to continue to influence this board. Uh, which, uh, I think I can skip that paragraph, actually. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and finish my last point. This resolution will be passed tonight, and it will be passed in bad faith. It has been hinted that this resolution can be used as precedent to allow employees to sue private employers over vaccine requirements. This goes far beyond county employees. Money that will be won in these frivolous lawsuits could go right back to the individuals or organizations that are funding these 5013Cs. To reiterate, this looks a lot like a grift to make money for PACs and fake 5013Cs. This will happen because it has already happened. Last year, these groups sued anyone and everyone they could over mask mandates after this board passed a similar resolution. But if the last several years have taught us anything, it's that history repeats itself, usually to righteously indignant applause. I pray for you to be blessed and that the orchestration of events in your lives will leave your hearts exposed to the truth. Good night and good luck. Thank you. Okay, next speaker, Sherry Lemkin. 
Sherry, if you could please take your time. Stairs are steep. Hello, my name is Sherry Lemkin. I am a registered nurse. I have been in healthcare for 24 years. I have been an American for 51 years. I am not anti-vax, I am anti-mandate. Personally, in regards to the vaccine, I have weighed my options, considered the risks and benefits, considered my own natural immunity, and have declined. Informed consent is a pillar of our healthcare system. It is at the heart of everything we do. Informed consent is both an ethical and legal obligation of medical practitioners and originates from the patient's rights to direct what happens to their body. A hallmark of informed consent is the right to refuse. We have had our jobs and our careers held over our heads in exchange for getting the vaccine. What would happen to my nursing license if I were to coerce a patient into getting a procedure they did not want? Being an unvaccinated person, I have complied with Governor Pritzker's COVID-19 Executive Order (coughs) number 87 and have gotten weekly COVID tests to remain employed. The requirement for unvaccinated to weekly test has no logic. There is no science to support it. And it is being used as yet another tool to inconvenience people and lead them to get the vaccine. There are no case studies or actual data of any kind supporting that this has mitigated infection rates anywhere. The administration and the media's assertions that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated just simply is not true. This past weekend, I cared for six COVID patients. Five of them were vaccinated. Following the Biden administration's CMS mandate on hospitals, we were then required to either get the vaccine file a medical or religious exemption, or be terminated. I have been at the same hospital for 15 years. I have worked very hard. And this is what my employment came down to. Not my work ethic or my reputation as a nurse, but this. The ability to support my family had literally come to this. So even though I believe that my deeply held religious beliefs are the very private and protected by the Constitution and the Civil Rights Act of 1964. I had to share with my employer my religious beliefs. I then, against my conscience, submitted a request for exemption and that request was denied. I was judged by my employer on the validity of my deeply held beliefs. I had not written the correct required words on their required form. So I was torn. Do I file an appeal, which was the process? Do I plead for my job? Do I attempt to explain myself further, or do I simply walk away? I filed an appeal on the next to the last day before the deadline, and it was approved. I guess I got it right that time. That's three minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's please try to keep it down. Next speaker, Kathleen Ramsey. 
Kathleen, if you could please take your time as you come down the stairs again. Uh, two and a half minutes, I'll hit the gavel, and then you've got 30 seconds to finish up. Hi, I'm Kathy Ramsey, and I am a woman. We're in the land of the free, the home of the brave, and we are one nation under God. First, this is not a health um, concern because the narrative has sunk. It's a 99.98% survival rate. The CDC announced that only 50,000 actually died from COVID. All rest died with COVID, meaning if you were in a car accident and tested, it was counted as COVID. 50,000, not 800, to be clear. Numbers are not accurate. That leads us to the Nuremberg Code, which requires informed consent. So let's go over that, shall we? The insert is blank. That is an, a violation of Nuremberg. This treatment is a phase three experimental drug that contains um, formaldehyde, mercury, aborted fetal tissue, and synthetic mRNA. It has never been tested on animals. It's never been tested on human beings. You are volunteering and consenting to be part of an experiment. Is that okay? Need I next to inform you that the side effects are heart attack, stroke, blood clots, blindness, hearing loss, seizures, neurological lifetime problems, miscarriage of 82%, increase in cancer, autoimmune disease, and many more. I also need to inform you that these injections do not prevent the disease. You can still get COVID and give it, and at very best, it might reduce your symptoms. The Pfizer CEO on a video that I have states, quote, unquote, the first two doses give very little if any, protection. Do you understand? Next, you need to know that the software being installed in your body induces a light, uh, long antibody response that actually competes with your natural immunity and makes you more vulnerable to other diseases. Do you understand? The FDA did not approve. It was a license application that was approved, everyone. And the pharma companies and the government are not liable once you consent. Do you understand? Coercion is a felony, punishable with 99 years in prison for everyone that is using coercion. Every single elected official, every hospital, every doctor, 99 years for coercion. These, uh, that, what I have said is alarming. Pfizer knew it and did a presentation to scientists and FDA, and it is called premeditated first degree, mass murder, and genocide. There is a marketing campaign using media, hospitals, doctors, and politicians, and they're also giving money in Hollywood. So I want to make sure you understand that. And tonight, when you pass this bill, I want you to each know that you are considered a hero. Each and every single one of you are standing up for our freedom, and I appreciate that. For being the hero the world needs to say, so unlike final clousing is, the gig is up, the news is out. They finally found them. The criminals who made this up were going for a hanging. Never more to go astray. This will end today. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, Wanda Cerny. Wanda, please take your time as you come down the stairs.
Neither the president, nor the governor, nor the Illinois State School Board, nor the Illinois Department of Public Health can mandate COVID vaccine. Why? Because mandates and executive orders cannot rise above the law. The Illinois legislature has authorized the Illinois Department of Public Health to require shots for school, college, and healthcare workers. But adults by law can refuse a vaccine. If a person refuses to be tested, the Department of Public Health must obtain a court order based on, quote, clear and convincing evidence that proves that the public's health and welfare are significantly endangered, end quote. This is called due process. With COVID, we are operating under a 2017 federal law called the Emergency Use Authorization. This law mirrors the Nuremberg Code, adopted by many countries after the atrocities committed by the Nazis. While the law provides liability protection for the vaccine companies and the government, the other part of the law, which is being ignored, is the part that protects the public. The law applies not only to vaccines, but also to all antigen and antibody tests and masks. It states that these products can only be authorized where there are no other adequate approved treatments, but there are. They are just being suppressed. And the benefit must outweigh the risk, but it doesn't. And people must be fully informed and given the option to refuse, but they aren't. You are told that the shots are the best way to fight the pandemic. That's simply not true. The two-shot regimen no longer stops infection and transmission, and it simply reduces symptoms for the individual. Where's the public health benefit in that? How can anyone think that it is lawful or wise to require large amounts? You have one more minute. Oh, okay. I skipped because I didn't know that. All right. Um, Okay. After 90 days, the shot regimen makes people more susceptible to Omicron than the unvaccinated, and the booster shots were off after about 10 weeks. And while the government turns a blind eye, the rise in all-cause mortality in the U.S. for 2021 is about 50% higher compared to 2020 before the shot. One of the world's top pathologists found that 30 to 40% of the deaths after vaccination were due to the vaccine. His results were independently confirmed by other research who showed numbers as high as 93%. How can anyone think that it is lawful or wise to require large segments of society to be coerced to take an experimental shot where we have no idea what's in it, no data on long-term effects, and where the government and drug companies have absolutely no liability? In what world does this seem right to anyone? This is illegal, illogical, unscientific, top-down, one-size-fits-all madness. It is the antithesis of everything this Republican was founded on. We demand freedom to work, to play, to travel, to learn, to question, to speak, to pray, and to say no. Thank you. At this point, I would entertain a motion to... uh a motion to put uh, before the county board the resolution denouncing vaccine mandates. So moved. Chairman, motion to, motion to uh, approve the resolution denouncing vaccine mandates. Do we have Question. a second? Second. Second, Mr. Walters. Um, very good. So that any discussion or comments regarding this? Yes, Mr. Chairman, I'd yes, like Mr. to make Madison. a motion to amend the resolution. Okay. Everyone uh, in front of you at your desk, you should have a resolution with some strike through through some words and some red font the red font will replace or be an addition to what's already there if uh 
So we have a Mr. Madison's motion to amend. Do we have a second? Mr. Walters, go ahead. If everyone has, has gotten a chance to look at those small changes, I think what you'll see is it addresses a conversation I have with a couple of the doctors uh, at the health, care, health, uh, health Department Advisory Committee meeting. Uh, they didn't want us to use this as the Board of Health because it got into treatment just a little bit. And... <clears throat> My resolution was never about treatment. It was never really about the virus at all. It was about people's liberty and their ability to say no to something that that uh, they had their own reasons to say no to if they show so des- so desired. So I believe this addresses the concerns from those doctors. And uh, I, was, I told them at the, at the, during that meeting I was happy to change that language. I, ma- I was mainly concerned that testing wasn't used as any punishment or coercion to change somebody's mind about vaccination. Very good. Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Holliday, go ahead. Uh, Mr. Madison, did you check over with the doctors to make sure that they were okay with I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Holliday, it's hard to hear you if you could take your mask off. I mean, you don't need to, but... Ms. Mr. Madison, did you check back with the doctors to make sure that this was okay with the way they, that it's being presented? Well, I checked with them first, and that was what they said, and that's what I did. You haven't checked with them since the changes were made? Oh, technically, no, I guess not, but I did what they asked. Then I have a question for Mr. Yes. Babcock. Uh, the National Association of Local Boards of Health is our governing body. Uh, did you address them about this issue that we're about to present and get any uh, information from them about it? Unfortunately, well, I did not. But let me, let me just uh, say, if I'm not mistaken, the Supreme Court weighed in on this just a couple days ago. And it was a 6-3 decision, and their decision was that mass mandates, vaccine mandates, is basically unconstitutional. So I, I don't know no, what. No, that's not what they said. They said Congress. Okay, I'm sorry. Have... We're cross-talking I, Let me rephrase. Here. Not unconstitutional, uh, but they okay, said well, it's. Okay, well, we're cross-talking, but Mr. Malone, if you'd like to speak, go ahead. I see Mr. Minner next. Go ahead. We all know what they ruled. They ruled on two, two mandates. One of them, they said that Congress did not give OSHA the authority to do that, so they said you can't do that. You went too far. And on the other one, they upheld the mandate for health care workers. Okay, okay Mr. Minner. I apologize, Mr. Minner. Mr. Minner, go ahead. Thank you very much for clarifying. Yes, Mr. Chairman. Expert here. He should speak to it. I oppose this resolution. I'm appalled that the county board would use a health meeting to thumb their nose at, at uh, medical science that they disregard all guidelines that are suggested by health experts to keep our employees and the, people and the citizens who come into this building safe. So I will vote no on this. Very good. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone for being orderly. Um, uh, yes, Ms. Dalton, go ahead. Uh, I would like to just reiterate that all of this time that we are spending on this is to no avail because people are going to do what they want to. The school districts mandate what they think is best for the students because that comes through the requirements that they are asked by the state and it also affects their federal funding that the schools get. So we have no authority over them. Yes, we are the health board for the county, but that is just strictly to tell people that we want them to stay healthy 
And the people that speak against it and for it, I respect both of them. I have a fa family members that do not take the shots or do not believe in the mask. But that's their prerogative, and I respect all of it. I know that the resolution will pass tonight, but I want you to know it's not worth the paper it's written on. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Yes, Mr. Walters. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, to, to kind of what Liz said, I'm, I'm voting for because I think it is something that we need to do. Because let's face it, I have yet to hear anybody say that I'm firing you if you get the vaccine. I've only heard people say we're going to fire you if you don't get the vaccine. So we're trying to allow people to have the freedoms to make their choices. And in, in, I've said this once, I've said it many times. If you want to get the vaccine, good. I'm all for it. If you have a problem with that person getting the vaccine, you're the problem. If somebody doesn't want to get the vaccine, good, I'm happy for you. If, you're, if you are against people not getting the vaccine, you're the problem. It's people's own prerogative to get and do what they want to do. And I think that this just tells our people, hey, we're going to stick up for you. If you don't want to get the vaccine, we're not going to allow you to be fired. And I, I do have one quick question. Just, Mr. Guy, can I ask you a question? Do you mind if I ask Mr. Guy well, a quick question? Well, Mr. Stoddenborough Okay, but speak. I'm not done. Mr. Guy, did you not talk to any Democrat when you wrote our map? Talked to every Democrat that was, uh, that oh, was committed. But to you were accused again. of not okay. talking to a single one? Talk to everybody. I'd oh, like you to did. Stick, okay, thanks. Stick with the issue here before us, Mr. Stoughtonborough. Go ahead. I happen to have a pony in this race that's being affected. So there, I have been in front of me a letter that I doubt that very many people here have seen. It was issued by the ten hospitals on this side of the river. It is not a long letter, so I would like to read it. To the patients, families, and community we are proud to serve, it is us, your Southwestern Illinois hospitals, who are reflecting on the coming new year and have a wish that you can help make come true. We know you're tired of COVID-19. Trust us, we are too. You're tired of being told to get vaccinated and boosted, wear your mask, and avoid crowds. We know that you're tired of hearing about the surge. You're tired of life being canceled. You just want to get back to normal. We want that too, but we aren't there yet. We are here to serve traumas, illness, and yes, many COVID-19 patients, most of whom are unvaccinated. Our teams are strained. Capacity is being pushed to the limit. We are tired, but we're not going anywhere. We're here to care for you, for you support you, and give you the best of ourselves, whatever may come. But we need your help to start 2022 with a chance to reduce COVID-19 hospitalizations. Our wish for this new year is simple. Take one more step to protect yourself and those around you. Don't look back and think about what ifs. What if we had stayed home when I was ill? What if I had worn a mask in a crowded area? Please get vaccinated and boosted. Please get tested. And please mask when you should. I have verified this letter with public relations of Alton Memorial Hospital. 
I could read off all that. There's Anderson, Gateway, Regional Medical, Holy Family. I could go on St. Elizabeth's. I present at Belleville. There's 10 hospitals that's saying, please, please. They're getting overloaded. Now, I've got a pony in this race. My wife had spinal surgery in July. It was not a success. For pain, she could take cortisone shots. She was told, you've reached your limit. You can't take cortisone anymore for a while. But the doctor says, I'm sorry. The hospital will not take elective surgeries, and this goes as elective surgery. For God's sakes, what are we doing to our medical community by overloading it with people that have COVID? And they're getting there to a large part, 80%, because they're not getting vaccinations. I understand why people say it's a matter of freedom, but please, it's also a matter we are putting our medical facilities in jeopardy. These 10, I don't know whether all 10 of them are refusing, but I talked to my urologist Tuesday. He says, I have a patient in Granite City. He's been diagnosed with cancer. He can't have surgery because the hospital won't even schedule it. We ought to take every precaution and be proud to take precautions to get people, if not vaccinated, for God's sakes, take care of someone else to stop this spread. You know, I have difficulty with it. They, you know, my horse in the race is the fact that she can't walk very far without being in pain. And by passing such resolutions and discouraging people from getting vaccinated or wearing masks, you're saying to hell with her. It doesn't count. Please, let's not restrict what people do by having a resolution that says, Hey, my freedom is in jeopardy. Our country is in jeopardy. Our educational system. Our educational Mr. system. Mr. Scott Burrow, we typically keep our limits at, for speaking at three minutes, but, but I've let you go, go far uh, beyond that. So. Give me just one more couple minutes. Our educational system. Teachers are they're not having enough teachers to even teach the kids. Some of them are taking volunteers off the street in Florida. You know, we're, we're bankrupting our two systems, medical and educational, that are so important. Passing this resolution is not going to have any effect, but my encouragement is, for God's sakes, let's protect our medical system and our educational system. I know this will pass. But there's, there's nothing you can do about it uh, in the contrary. With a nod of your head, you could say, hey, let's just admit that we've won our point. We've won the point that it's uh, challenged our freedom. Accept that you won that point and throw this cotton-picking thing out the window. With a nod of your head, you could tell people this Thank motion. You. Thank you. Nothing. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Hankin. These are non-binding resolutions, which have uh, been coming thicker and faster uh, over the last six months. Um, and as I stated before, as I stated before, uh, they do not have any enforcement mechanism. Excuse uh, but, me, Mr. But Chairman. But they do contain a certain moral authority. 
um, which reflects the fact that so many county board members, which were elected by so many different citizens, are, are voting for it. That's that's the only um, uh, Mr. Hain, impact very, it has. Very good. On hey, I'm sorry. Are we Mr. Done? Hain, in this okay, case, I'm sorry. This Mr. isn't Madison. this isn't your standard. This isn't your standard resolution. Resolutions do have. Um, this one is our. This becomes our county policy. It is binding for Madison County proper, Madison County government proper, and our employees. Uh, it becomes our policy. It is not binding for anyone else in Madison County besides our payroll. Can I add to that just real yes, quick? Yes, Mr. Babcock, go ahead. In in response to Chris, Chris, in all respect, one of the reasons why I'm voting for this is we have county employees that should not be under the threat of being terminated or it, whether they wear a mask or whether they get a vaccine. So I'm voting for this resolution to represent the county itself because I would hate... I would hate to see us terminate someone based on the fact... And even the idea of asking them whether they're vaccinated or not, Chris... Just, just kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of repulsive to me because it intrudes upon their health decision that they're making. Okay, so very good. Okay, I think we're engaging in crosstalk. Anyone else would to like talk. to speak to the issue, Mr. King? Go ahead. Have, have we actually threatened in the, to fire somebody because they haven't got vaccinated? Has the county no. done that? Okay, I, I, I thought I missed something. But no. So, so your point is well made, Matt. And, and basically, what I'm saying is, we don't want that to happen to, to any of our employees. I, I, uh, yeah. No. The answer is no. The answer is no. Any other county board member who would like to speak? Yes, Mr. Anyone who's not spoken before? Go ahead, Mr. Holliday. Uh, isn't the majority of our county workers vaccinated? I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Are not the majority of our county workers vaccinated? I don't and know the answer to that question. So any other comments or questions? Mr. Chairman? Yes, Mr. Madison. Thank you. I really, I've said a few things, but I haven't really got to say what I wanted to say. So all these problems that people keep mentioning that are happening have all happened throughout COVID without any input from us, any laws by us. They've all happened completely without Madison County Board. So... You're not complaining at what we're doing. You're complaining at what's already been done. And what we've done has nothing to do with any of that. So, like I mentioned, this is binding policy for Madison County and our employees. Uh, I am not anti-vaccine whatsoever. I have all my vaccines. I don't have this one because I had COVID. And I'm naturally, I have natural antibodies. So that's the whole reason to get a vaccine is to develop the antibodies, which I have. So... But what, what everybody seems to be missing in the room tonight, not everybody, but a lot of people, um, is this, this isn't about a, vaccines at all. This resolution isn't about vaccines. What it's about is it's about what's what been done to people that have different ideas of what ought to go on with their own body and that they ought to have a, a choice to, to say what happens to their own body it's what, it's what government bodies are doing to force people to do things against their will. That's what this is about. And, you know, I understand Omicron is very contagious. I know that. This, this resolution doesn't change that. 
Um, it doesn't say you don't have to wear a mask. You know, people be as responsible as you feel you need to be. You're free Americans. And, and we, as a Madison County Board, in my opinion, at least I do and, and a lot of my colleagues do, we believe uh, that you are smart enough to make these decisions for yourself as free American citizens. So, you know, I took an oath to uphold the Constitution and to protect it. That's what this is about for me. It's not about a vaccine. It's not about a virus. It's not about masks. It's not about any of those things. It's about people's liberty, the number one most important thing in this country. And I intend to keep that oath. That's what I'm going to do. I do want to follow the science, but there are a lot of people claiming to be following the science, but it's their own political sides science. Let's follow the real science. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Madison. Mr. Mr. Goggin. Go ahead, Mr. Goggin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, so I am I'm all vaxxed and boosted, and uh, I encourage anyone to do that. I respect anyone that doesn't. I've, I've had three members of my family that are fully vaxxed and boosted that ended up positive in the last few weeks. So I'm not so sure that it's effective against Omicron. That is not but what I'm against is government overreach. And anyone that's watched what's gone on in this state over the last two years should be scared to death. These people shut down businesses. They, how many restaurants do you people go to that they aren't there anymore? They're just out of business. <coughs> or they've had to take out loans. Or in, Even if they're open, they're in deep caca. They, they, people have lost jobs. You've had friends that lost jobs. You've had friends that had to be on unemployment for the first times in their lives because of overreach from our government. And that's what I'm standing up to. I believe in vaccines. I got them. I encourage you to get them. But it, it's overreach. And, and so that's why I'm voting for this. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Goggin. Yes. Any, anyone who has not spoken before, any county board member who has not spoken before? Go ahead, Mr. Hankins. So back to the state's attorney. So I'm hearing that it is have some effect on our employees. I'm just curious, is that your is so legal counsel? My understanding of this action by the Board of Health is that it's not a county ordinance. It's a resolution, as it states, denouncing vaccine mandates. Um, and as I said before, it has no enforcement internal to the county, but it does indicate the mind of the county board, which could signal future policy changes. But in this instance, it's not a change of county policy handbook. It's not a, it's not a, a, a change to our county ordinances. It's a resolution, as it states, denouncing vaccine mandates and has the moral authority that the total vote of that issue will obtain to the public. I hope that's clear, Mick. That's my legal understanding of the impact of this uh, resolution. This did come Go from ahead. your office, so we'll have to have this discussion Say in again. a future time. Say again. This did come from your office, so we'll have to have this discussion. This, but Say that again, Mick? It's, this did come from your office, but it wasn't you yourself. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so we'll, we we'll assist, discuss We this. assist county board members in drafting many resolutions, um, but the content of those revolu- resolutions and the impact on county ordinance and policy is what I'm trying to tell you. This is, uh, this is not a change in county ordinance. So that's not a you know political decision one way or the other. It's just the reality of the legal impact of this decision by the Board of Health. Um, so yeah. Yes. Um, go ahead, Mr. Malone. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. 
seems to be in vogue today. <laughs> I did a little research. I don't pretend to be a lawyer. Jackson versus Mississippi, 1905. The Supreme Court upheld state mandates. I think that's the guiding. I think that's the precedent right now. So, you know, we're a federalist system of government. You know, federal government, supreme law, state, and then local government. So, I, I don't know how, how this could be a county resolution. I mean, we'd be going against Supreme Court precedent, I believe. I don't know. Very good. Mr. Hankins, go ahead. I appreciate it. I, didn't, I haven't got to finish this yet. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. I believe in that. I also represent workers for a living. And I just don't like half of my people want it, half of them don't. i got to represent all of them. Uh, I don't think this hurts the people that believe in vaccination. I think it gives the freedom to the others. Very good. Any other comments or questions? Hearing none, roll call. That we're voting on the motion to, to amend the amendment that Mr. Madison put forth. This is the vote on the amendment to amend the resolution. Roll call. Yes. Glad you guys remembered he was there. Mr. Stockdale. I forgot to. Motion carries. Now we have before the board the 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 motion the uh, resolution itself. Any additional comments or questions? Yes, Mr. Stockdale. The Supreme Court has already stated the, the positions and what we are under the Supreme Court ruling on. What is what are we doing that changes that? Is that a question? Yeah, that's I, I don't I think I think it's a rhetorical question. I think I, I think that's where we're at. So any other comments or questions? <laughs> yes, Mr. Holliday. Okay. So being that there is a government statement that we should be following, um writ of amendments, is that possible to be brought forth with that? I'm sorry, case? one more time I didn't The writ of amendments can that be brought if we're not adhering to the government rules that have been set down? So the, your, your question Hain? probably to the state's attorney is, it can is. the government force us to get vaccinated? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying if we don't follow the rules that are sent down to us, okay, Mr. So, Hain. Um, let me try to be as clear as possible here. Um, Madison County is, is sort of like a, a large company. It has many employees and is then possibly subject to... Um, rules that could be applied against large companies. Um, like any other large company, Madison County, subject to the discretion and policy preferences of the board, could decide whether or not to comply. Um, as far as I can tell, the mandates implemented by the federal government that would apply to Madison County are no longer applicable, su subject to what Mr. Malone was talking about. Therefore, uh, it's irrelevant right now for Madison County employees to determine whether or not they have a vaccination status. Um, it, it could be relevant in the future. This resolution gives an idea of what kind of position Madison County would take. And here's the thing. If Madison County chooses to not comply with any future mandates as a pseudo-large corporation or mid-sized corporation, um, 
then it would be subject to possible repercussions. What those are are sometimes very ambiguous, maybe none. So that's the status of Madison County's role in this entire you know, uh, grouping of mandates that come down to us. Some mandates apply to individuals. Some mandates mandate actions by companies or other employers. So in this case, the policy preference of the Madison County Board indicate they would not comply with any future mandates relating to vaccine. And that's the policy preferences of Madison County Board. It's not changing ordinances, it's just giving you an idea of where the employer, where the mind of the employer, in this case, Madison County is. Is that uh, clear? So then we could be sued, correct? For not following those orders? Uh, I don't think uh, Madison County is subject to lawsuit based on that. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Chairman? Yes, Mr. Messner. I just wanted to say one thing that I don't think anybody's talked about as far as whether or not this resolution has any merit. Uh, tonight we had several people speak from the public, and I, I applaud that for one because we need more public involvement. And I think a lot of people are dying to say what's on their mind, but they don't have anybody to say it to. Uh, tonight provided a venue for people who oppose or, re or are against this resolution to voice their opinion. I just wish we had more time to be able to hear more voices. Myself, I've received a lot of emails about this, some for and some against. I think I've read them all, and uh, most of them at least. And most of them, in my case, were in support of this resolution. I do not believe this is a health-related decision. It's a civil rights issue. And that's what we're saying. You, you give government power, they never take it back. Uh, once you lose a freedom, you don't get it back. This is not about somebody's freedom about this one issue today. But moving forward, it's about a person's freedom to decide what happens with their body moving forward. If we give the government the power to tell us what to do with our body today, that's a precedent. And it will go forward uncontrollably. I will be voting in favor of this resolution. Thank you. Okay. I and I we're having we're having a good we're having a good discussion and I'm I'm trying not to shut down discussion. Mr. Stottenborough, did you want to say one more thing? But I've oh, given you quite quickly, a bit of time to say What Mr. Haynes has just said it applies to Madison County employees and I don't know that we're talking about every school district as a Madison County employee. No, that's sir. in the resolution item two. All employees and school districts. Right. So Madison County is in this interesting position where right now it's, it's clearly talking about what it prefers other people do, um, but it also controls its own employees. So it has two different, speaking out of two different uh, microphones, as it were. So it would be appropriate to take out the school districts out of the oh, Yeah, subject to the written. This, no, is, this uh, is our thoughts on what's happening yeah, throughout uh, the country. That's the opinion of the drafters of the resolution. And uh, is perfectly appropriate. In, Very good. In a similar non. Okay. Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Hearing none. Roll call. This is on the. This is on the. The. Uh, the resolution. We did have a motion and a second originally to bring this. No. No. We did have the original. We did a motion to We did have a motion to bring to bring forward. Yes, I think it was Mr. Madison. Back yes. to the original this motion. This is the original motion amended. This is the motion now amended. Roll call. Chairman. Roll 
Yes. Motion carries. Okay. Thank you. I would entertain a motion to ad to adjourn the uh, Madison County Board of Health portion. Second. Mr. And we have a motion and a second. Mr. Mr. Aker seconded the motion to adjourn the Madison County Board of Health part of our meeting. So. All in favor of adjourning that part of the meeting and going on to the regular county board meeting? Aye. 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 Okay. So we're now back to the... Yeah, in, in just a moment, we're just going to change the, uh, the audience.